Jeff McLean. Of course, he joins us each and every week on the Comcast Business Hotline. Bob Cooney, Aton, in for Anthony. Jeff, good morning, sir. Hey, guys. Are you surprised that, and you know what we do, it's a little different than what you do. You actually cover the team and, and talk about information. We're more entertainment. But are you surprised that not getting Josh Gordon is a bigger story today than Carson Wentz returning? It's a bigger story? Really? Who? Of well, well, no, no, it's funny you say us. that. Yes, for, for us, us, Jeff. I'm only talking about for us. Oh, um... That, that we've had people, I, oh, I, I guess not for us specifically, I meant callers and just interaction with the city. Right, I mean, I guess, right, I mean, you know, no, I mean, let, let's be real. Carson coming back is a bigger story. Um, but, um, and I think the majority of fans feel that way. But I think probably because it was a, an inevitability, the fact that he was coming back at some point, that, you know, whereas uh, Gordon, it was a possibility. So maybe people are a little more excited about the possibility than the inevitability. Um, it's good that being said. Uh, Carson um, coming back is, is a much bigger story. All right, so let's look at Carson first, and we'll get into Josh Gordon and some other things as well. Is there any concern whatsoever? Because when we heard Carson's cleared yesterday, it's pretty much full front, let's go on and, and move on to Indianapolis. Has there been any concern at all that this might be a little too soon? Well, I mean, I think certainly that, you know, guys just a little bit over nine months removed from major knee surgery. It's not just the ACL, it's the LCL and, and the LCL, um, certainly complicated factors for Carson Wentz, you know, and the question I asked for Doug during his press conference yesterday was what happened in two weeks, you know, to all of a sudden make him ready to play. I mean, two weeks doesn't seem like it's a much, you know, if he, if he's ready now, why wasn't he ready before the start of the season? And I think, just from gathering from Doug's response. Now, he deferred to the doctors. He just won't give it to the team doctors. But that nine-month time timeline, that, that milestone, is very important. And the fact that he had cleared that um, means that the knee a little more strength, uh, has a little more strength, and therefore they, you know, they feel a little more comfortable with him playing on it. All that being said, um, yeah, you have to be concerned about it because it, everything you hear about ACLs, and I guess you could put the LCL in there, is that it takes a, you know over a year before you're really back to feeling the way you used to feel. And Jeff, like the overriding factor here is what's around him when he comes back and how much will be needed from him, meaning if Darren Sproles isn't back, if Jason Peters isn't on that line, your wide receiver core is still very thin. To me, Carson makes the wide receiver core better, but are they going to naturally ask more from him because they're so limited in other places, and is that maybe a bad thing? Yeah, well, maybe. I mean, I, people have short-term memories, uh, you know, Two years ago, he was throwing like DGB, and I don't know what was the other slop on the other side. Yeah, so, I mean, slop. <laughs> Trikes. So we're, so, uh, yeah, I mean, so we're used to Carson, and Carson's used to not having weapons at his at his disposal on the outside. So uh, you know, is that going to hurt the team? Yeah, but is it going to hurt Carson? Uh, I guess. I mean, um, you know, they'll compensate and. You know, last year he played without Jason Peters for a bunch of games. They had Big V over there, and he had, and he had Big V when Big V wasn't the postseason Big V. So, yes, you want your best players healthy and playing alongside Carson Wentz, absolutely. Uh, but they'll they'll compensate, and, and you know, <clears throat> and the same goes for Carson. He's not going to come back and be Carson Wentz from you know from pre-injury. He knows that there's going to be some rust. He's got to get used to the game speed. And he's got to kind of dial things back just a little bit in terms of his aggressiveness. And I think he knows that. Do you think the team, and specifically Doug Peterson and the offense, are going to dial anything back just because it's Carson Wentz's first game back? 
Uh, maybe a little bit. I think you'll see probably, you know, some, some, you know, high percentage passes early on. Um, you know, here's the thing though, and I want to stress this. Carson, when we first saw him in May and, you know, throughout training camp, and I know that there were times when he wasn't doing a lot. Um, but when he was out there, he looked good and he looked better than I'd ever seen him practice before. So I think the Eagles are going to feel comfortable, um, giving him, you know, maybe not the full, plate uh the you know the full menu in terms of the the playbook but there's gonna be a lot of it and that's because Carson has the skill set he has the arm he can be a pocket quarterback he can stand there and survey the the field on four vertical routes and and find the guy or the open guy um so is he going to need protection yes is he going to be able to um improvise like he did last year you know a lot of his best plays were, were kind of almost you know can you believe it sort of plays uh, probably not, but again, he did a lot of other good things last year, and he has his ability to be that type of quarterback. Jeff, who's out there around him this weekend? Uh, do you see a Darren Sproles? Do you see a Jason Peters? Do we see a receiver that hasn't been signed yet? I yeah, I, I think there's a possibility they could bring in somebody. You know, with, obviously they got to figure out what they're going to do with Mike Wallace, uh, broken fibula, uh, it's not displaced, but uh, it's, you know, it's a question of how long can you can you wait for him. Um, versus putting them on season-ending IR. They need a receiver, and I wouldn't be surprised if they went out and got one, whoever it is. Um, it, you know, it'd have to be today before the start of, you know, they really start to work on the game plan this week, and they'll have practice on Wednesday. Right. That's the receiver part. Jason Peters said he'd be back um, after the game. I don't know how much I can take that um, at face value. Quad stream, if he, you know, he works it, you know, the right way. If they don't practice him much, which he doesn't really need to practice too much, I think he should be back. Darren Sproles is a hamstring. My guess is that, uh, I mean, you know, hamstrings can be a little while. They can be a two, yeah. two to four week thing, and for running backs especially. So I would say he's probably still questionable for Sunday. What about anybody they they can bring in? The obvious answer would be a free agent. But are you hearing anything at all about a possible trade? No, not yet. Um, you know, I'm sure Howie's certainly exploring it. Uh, it's, yeah, you, it's, a lot of teams don't trade at this point of the season. You know, one, they're still in it. Um, everybody's still in it. So it's not like they're looking to dump somebody. Um, Josh Gordon was kind of, uh, you know, peculiar situation, uh, as we know. Um, you know, Des Bryant is still out there. I, I don't think he's going to be in their plans. I don't know if they even would want, I don't think even fans would want that at this point. Um, but they so do need no an Dez. Right. Is that, is, that, is that what you're saying? No, no, that, that's what I'm trying to get what you're saying, which is that there's no interest from the Eagles from what you're hearing I, about I, Des Bryant. I don't gather that. You know, the Eagles aren't telling me exactly what they're <laughs> Sure, but, <laughs> so, I, you know, we trust you. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, yeah. I mean, look, it's, it's. I mean, we're what? Midway through September. I mean, whatever name you're going to get out there is not going to be sexy. And a lot of times the sexy names that you want aren't going to be the players that that, that are going to be productive on the field, you know? Look, we're, we're in September. They're not going to go out there and all of a sudden trade for um, Golden you know, Tate. Antonio, Antonio Brown. I mean, <laughs> right, I, right. Know, I mean, it's not going to happen. All right, you know, people lower your expectations. Lower them. Way lower. Them, See, we, right? we, we try to tell people that, Jeff, and it comes they, from they you. Looking, they were looking. They were. They've been looking forever. And what did they bring in? Kamar Aiken. They brought in Marcus Wheaton, and they brought in DeAndre Carter. They've been looking for a long time. So all of a sudden, there's going to be some miracle out there that's going to come save this team. Jeff, I'm going to get over. 
I'm going to bring up two names to you and 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 tell me where the standing is with them. One is Dallas Goddard, uh, kind of invisible on on Sunday after what we all thought was a great preseason. And then Jalen Mills's name has been brought up an awful lot by callers to us and wondering should should should, should Sidney Jones be the one that takes over that spot? Yeah, well, Dallas Goddard did play 17 snaps. Uh, Josh Perkins played 26 and saw a lot more targets. I think, you know, that what Doug didn't do a very good job explaining after the game. But what happened there was Josh is a little more, I mean, Josh can run routes, receiver routes, and whereas Dallas right now can't. So that's when they lost Mike Wallace, that's kind of what happened. And to get Dallas more involved per the game plan, it would have required him playing receiver routes, whereas they, they felt more comfortable with Josh Perkins. They didn't have a lot of 12 uh, personnel type plays, which is two tight ends set up for the team, right? Why aren't they featuring Dallas Goddard more? I don't know. Um, you know, we'll have, maybe we'll have to dive in that a little bit more when I when I rewatch the film, um, the coach's film today. You know, I thought that Dallas Goddard would be a little more involved at this point, um, based upon what I saw in the preseason and training camp. But it's still early, and he's a rookie, so we got to give him a little bit of a benefit of the doubt. Jalen Mills struggled. Um, now, Mike Mike Evans and Deshaun Jackson are very good receivers, so you know he's going to give up his share. From what I saw, he gave up everything. I don't think he, he defended one pass. Um, so that's something that is, you know, now the, someone has to do with the scheme. Uh, you know, it seemed like they had him playing off, off a lot. Right. Typically, John Mills does play off. You know, he does want to get beat deep. But, you know, one thing he does lack is long speed, um, but he'll come up and make the tackles. And he did that, but a lot of times it was after the receiver got beyond the sticks. So that's a concern. Jalen Mills, you know, the one thing he doesn't lack is confidence. I think he'll bounce back. Um, is he, you know, elite type quarterback? No. Um, does Sidney Jones at some point deserve a chance at the outside? Yes. Um, now his assignment was much easier in the slot. That's why you didn't hear much of Alan Humphreys. But you know, Sidney Jones still has a way to go. What I would suggest, maybe eventually, and a lot of it's going to depend upon matchups, is you know maybe have Jalen start out there and then move him into the nickel and then have Sidney take the outside because right. eventually Sidney Jones is going to be an outside cornerback. They drafted him in the second round, yep. right? They had him sit for an entire year. Sidney's going to be outside cornerback. He has the skill set. He has a better skill set to jail Mills for that position. At some point, you're going to do it. Maybe we'll do it this year. I don't know. I think it's going to take a lot for Jim Schwartz to move Jalen, but I think what would be most likely is to move him inside a nickel, keep him outside in base, and then move him inside a nickel. Jeff, last one. Appreciate, as always, you hopping on with us. How big, if at all, of a mistake was it that the Eagles did not trade for Josh Gordon? Uh... I mean, a lot of people are just questioning why the Patriots had signed him just based upon what they've done in the past. So I, I kind of lumped the Eagles somehow into that, that category as well. They look at players the same way the Patriots do for the most part. So I just don't think he would have been, um, like, okay, if you're looking for a quick fix, maybe, but you're giving up something, you're giving up whatever, would they get, would they get a fifth round pick? Yeah, for fifth, yeah. Two or three week guy? No, I don't think, I don't think it was the move. All right, good stuff, Fair Jeff. Enough. As always, we appreciate the time Thanks, and the Jeff. insight, man. All right, guys. Thanks. You got it. Jeff McLean on the Comcast Business Hotline.